You have left the house of the necromancer Amariel with new information and still plenty of questions. She spoke about the undead entity stalking your party named Morien and his plan to release himself into the city after breaking through magical barriers called Lacian Gates. Amariel passed on where to find the first of these gates and that to destroy it, you must touch the metal lock and dispel the magic upon it. Though you are unsure of her motives, you know that something will have to be done to stop the evil Morien from pursuing your group and releasing himself from his underground prison. You have returned to the Middlehawks Inn and had a restless sleep. And while thoughts of dealing with undead cloud your minds, today at noon you have an appointment to meet as new recruits of the Chaos Cult. Your bard Rill has a plan to join the cult and go along with their plans to earn their trust. Knowing how easily these cultists scatter when confronted and defeated, only to show up later with new vile schemes, Rill's goal is to earn a place within the cult and then strike them deep within their ranks, a crippling blow from within the cult itself. You sit inside the inn around a table. A small fire barely keeps the cold away. A light snow falls outside the window, but quickly melts when it touches the street. You have dark plans ahead. <laughs> well, I want Rill to now sound like Mario, so here we go! <laughs> <laughs> um, Puck uh, fixes the uh, gem of healing to um, Olgram's sword. Okay, that will take you two eight-hour shifts, if you will, to do. Okay. So only Real and Elmon are going to this meeting, yes? Yes. That's they were identified for that. Right. You going but alone? That, I don't think so. <laughs> I think it'd be a terrible idea to go alone. But I don't know how it'd work. Where is it again? Uh it's it's uh, I have the the general knowledge of it being with the orange door and whatnot, but uh and she gave you an address. Yeah. Mm, okay. And that's it's a new of, huh? Yep. I gotta put my robe on. Get ready. Yeah, I think the intent is to go inside with as Baelish and Kohler and uh, cause, figure out what's going on and then have you two join if there's any trouble, of course. Or you could go deal with this other thing that's beyond the wall and take yeah. care of that. And we'll <laughs> Split up, yeah. yeah we're, we're good. Divide and conquer. <laughs> <laughs> We're good. We'll uh, we'll play the uh, the act of. Uh, I, I I don't think we can keep up the whole puppet act, Puck. <laughs> How about we switch roles? Avius <laughs> <laughs> lifts up his robe and bends over. <laughs> this is a very interesting uh, set of people you have here. <clears throat> you have no idea. Uh, so if we plan this right, we go out this evening, and. Uh, join the ranks of the cult. Still Looks around as he says that. I still can't say I'm a fan of this plan. It's, it's it is the only way in. This would be the uh, the best way to get in. Well, we know where at least a few of them will be. We could just yes, we'll be welcomed. <laughs> no second thoughts. They are expecting us, just not you two. And I don't know what you two will do. We'll play the cavalry again. Come in and save the day. 
by smashing through gates and annoying guards and requiring silence to be cast. Yes, save the day. Yep. Uh, this uh, uh, meeting was to happen in the evening, so... No, noon. Noon. Uh, noon. <laughs> I need a date calendar. Um... <laughs> He is a palm pilot. <laughs> uh, we should be heading out soon. Very well. All right. Anything you guys want to do in the morning? Otherwise, you two, Rill and Elmon, will head out at noon to well, this location. We'll probably head out slightly before noon so we get there at noon. Right? Ah, fashionably late. It makes you look cooler for the cultists. <laughs> we show up late. Chaos! <laughs> <laughs> You're in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they want you punctual, punctual at noon. Punctual is a dead giveaway. You don't belong. I know they've got calendars <laughs> with names and different times you're supposed to show. It's very organized internally. <laughs> There's a point system. Uh, oh boy. Okay. All right. Do you guys then head out a little early and you make your way towards the North Market in a not so fantastic uh, part of the district, not too far away from Amariel's house you were at uh, last night. Not too far being how far? Um, uh, two blocks away. One house over. <laughs> the house. <laughs> no, about two blocks away. You seem concerned, Elman. Uh, don't I always seem concerned? Well, you, you, you have every right to be. We're about ready to walk into a nest but of... think of the possibilities. That's why I'm concerned. Oh, there's so much we could learn. You didn't see what they did to our friend. No, and I'm, I'm sorry to hear that, but... But we'll be in the, well, the inner sanctum? There's much to learn. We could cripple them from within. Or die trying. There's nothing more glorious. You have the eye for it. I see it. For dying? Oh, for for revenge. For taking your enemies on. This just seems foolish, but... <clears throat> it seems like Rill defeats Elmon at every turn. He, like, doesn't know how to process Rill at all. <laughs> All right. Hold my hand. <laughs> uh, you guys are at this district. It's a bit run down. It's a uh, very uh, warehousey, industrial-ish uh, buildings. There's some shanty-type two-story houses uh, with low-income poor folks live. And Rill and Elmon, you're looking, going to this address now, looking around for an orange door. What about Puck and Avius? Um, just hanging back a little, I guess, kind of shadowing them, but... It's a very busy street, a lot, of, a lot of commotion, lots of activity, a lot of bulk hauling, so lots of carts and wagons going to and fro. What if we go say hi to, um, uh, Mario? We were, we were just there. Do you have more questions? I... <laughs> Uh, more questions. Yes, always more questions. How, okay. How are we going to know if these guys can't handle themselves again? Well, if, I, I, that's a great question. I, uh, they're going to be inside. Uh, 
How are we going to know anything? Okay, let's let's go, old man. All right, your backup leaves immediately before the mission even what? begins. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Abort mission. Abort mission. You wonder why I have reservations? <laughs> now I do. <laughs> I was supremely confident. <laughs> they must it'll, have a plan. It'll just be a minute. Trust me, they don't. Just, <laughs> just don't move. It'll just be a minute. All right. Are we'll, we waiting for you? No, they're going no. off. You guys uh, have a, an appointment. Just a couple blocks away. Unbelievable. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> So, what do you want to roll up next? <laughs> <laughs> I think it may be a monk. A monk. <laughs> um, real, you spot a orange door on the second story of a home. It has a balcony. It's on the second story. There's a little balcony around it, and there is a small catwalk, maybe about five feet in length that crosses an alley span that connects it to the uh, a store next door and there's okay. a little door on its second floor and that's your weird little predicament on oh, the vibe if this makes any visual sense everything's just kind of a little bit crooked everything's wet and kind of worn down has the vibe of the island from the movie of Popeye that's what I'm kind of envisioning <laughs> things just a little cantered a little <clears throat> off if you've ever seen it there you go you want to boost up? <laughs> well, there's uh, there are stairs, aren't there? There are no stairs. That's the weird part. It's a door on the second floor of this home is the orange door. Bunch of homes, a bunch of warehouse right. things behind you, a bunch of people coming and going. There's a store next door. Its second floor has a small, tiny, thin, uh, uh, yeah, tiny thin door on it. That has a small span, a catwalk that crosses the the five foot alley between them, and then the then that the little uh, balcony connects to the house. Second, the way this goes, it seems we have to walk through this other building. Let's go then. We, I'm gonna walk into the building that the connector catwalk is to. Okay. Uh, you go inside there. It is an unlabeled, unsigned shop that is uh deals with all kinds of rope and chains of different widths and dimensions and lengths and there's some uh weird guy with a very thick beard who kind of stumbles out which uh which one you want what do you need orange door and he says oh and he motions towards uh a back door of to his shop and he Nicely watch, done. He watches you closely as you go by. Not my first, first time doing this. Mm. I kill him. <laughs> <laughs> you head out the back door, and you immediately see a small uh, kitchen type area, and then a very narrow stairwell that goes up on uh, creaking steps that you take. Walking up those, it ha- ends in a very narrow hallway that your shoulders are almost touching as you walk along. There is a door that uh, leads to further into uh, his second floor, and then there is a uh, cold door that opens up uh, to the outside on the second floor. Uh, Outside, yeah. You're on the second floor now. 
Am I describing this perfectly? (laughs) Uh, Go over to the cold door and open that. And you open it. It takes a bit of a shove and it creaks. And you can see you are outside. And there's that small little span of uh, that crosses the alleyway towards the building you're actually intending to get to. You cross it. This little span also creaks. It is not well maintained. Was never made well to begin with. This is not treacherous at all. <laughs> it has uh, snowed recently, and the ground is clear. <laughs> the streets are clear. This catwalk, though, is a little on the slippery side. There is a railing of wood that's crooked and feels like if you leaned on it heavily, it would come off, and it's slightly cut patches of ice are on it as you make your way over. It's a good thing we're both nimble. Well, how do we do this? Um, I'll, I'll do this kind of, uh, it seems reasonably slick all the way across. Uh, yeah, you can see there are footprints on it. Others have crossed. Others have crossed. Within just goes. This morning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, it's, you are able to cross it. It's kind of challenging. You just got to go slow, except for Elmon, this difficult-ish terrain. You can just uh, step across and you find the footsteps easily. <laughs> and uh, Puck, you try and follow in his footsteps and he waits impatiently for you. You're on the <laughs> other side. Rill? Sorry, uh, Rill. Ah! Oh, now I'm doing it the other yes. side of the table. <laughs> <laughs> and you... Walk along this little balcony to the front of the establishment. You're now over the main street you were at uh, about a minute ago, and right next to you is an orange door. You have no idea what is what is inside. Do we knock or just go in? I would listen first, and I will. I put my ear to the door. All right, put your ear to the door. You listen. You can hear some quiet conversation, but you're not sure what it is that's being said. Oh, and you're stuck to the door. <laughs> Great. Seriously? Yeah. You shout your eye out! It's a metal door. You're a little stuck to it. I... I didn't expect this. <laughs> <laughs> your heroic entrance is a little off. Does it seem magically done or just because it's actually cold? It's just cold and it's wet. <clears throat> well, I could pee on it. No, 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 no. <laughs> and the door opens at that time. <laughs> a half wing with his head down and Nelmon with his wang out. And the door opens. Yep, you're in the right place. <laughs> with a tug, you're able to get yourself free. You take one point of slashing damage. Oh, that's just insult. Yes. <laughs> it's better than other types of damage you yeah. Psychological damage. And the situation. door opens, ah. and a guy you've never seen before is looking through confused at the commotion and painful shrieking sound he just heard, and he sees uh, an elf in the cold and a halfling with one really red ear. You guys have weapons, no weapons, armor, loots. What, what, what's your situation? Uh, loots. Keeping no. Kohler and Baelish in mind. What's yes. No bow. No bow. But my sword. Your sword. Out and pointed. <laughs> yeah. 
I'm ready to pee. Okay. I'm loot no armor, so there you go. And wearing my armor underneath my cloak, which is currently okay. covering it. And then no the weapons, no armor cold. for real, but you do have a loot. I do have a loot. All right. And the guy is a little on the short side. He's human. He's got clothes that are a little too tight and a nose that is a little crooked and says, come in. Walk in. And it is a dark second floor. You enter. You close the door behind you and as your eyes adjust, the place is a storage area for a lot of fishing equipment. So there's netting hanging from the walls. There's rope. There's giant hooks and all sorts of things hanging, but it looks like it hasn't been used in a long time. It smells uh, sweet from something being cooked downstairs below, but you don't see any other exits out of this room. There is a table, actually two tables that have been put together and two round tables, chaos, that are put together. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. And they've got some uh, boxes, wooden boxes that are just placed around as chairs. This guy is standing there uh, waiting for you to sit down. Already sitting there is Arise, the uh, lady you met the previous evening, two nights ago. There is also a guy, Seth, if you would not mind being a guy, (laughs) a big uh, guy kind of hunkering over the table. And then the two of you, uh, Elmon and Rill. Not quite what I expect. Oh, hello, Reese. And she nods. She's nervous. Try not to look at you too much, but um, make an insight roll. One insight roll. A nine. She's nervous. <laughs> uh, Rill uh, takes up a box next to her and plops down. All right. And I'll pull up a box next to Rill, I suppose. Wait. No one appears to be saying anything. The guy at the door continues to stand at the door. That was the rest of the party, Arise. You certainly did something interesting. Took a little painting of my husband. I was most upset. It was it was quite funny. He didn't like my laughter. And she points to a bruise on her uh, left arm. But it was certainly worth it. Well, I'm glad. Some of the uh, color seems to have returned to your face. And now we are here. And could you close that door, please? It's a little cold. Quiet, he says to you. Chaos. (laughs) (laughs) And... After a minute or so, another guy arrives. Tim, if you would not mind being another guy. This guy is thin, has thin, slick-backed hair. uh, Kind of a uh, Steve Buscemi-style type guy, if you will. And he comes on in, looks around at the room, doesn't know quite what to make of it, and then uh, sees an empty box and sits down at the two circular wooden tables. Mr. Pink? (laughs) The floorboards creak. Um, You can hear some 
uh, laughter from below. It's not a, a watertight meeting area, if you will. The big guy across from me? Yes. I look at him and go, how did you make it across the bridge? Very, very daintily. <laughs> You're pucking the big guy. <laughs> the guy closes the door uh, with the crooked nose. So you all want to join our group, eh? What makes you think we want your lot? What makes you think you're worthy of joining us? Huh? And he kicks at your box, big guy. Hey, what's your problem? Answer my question. You're here. What makes you of value? What makes you important? I'm ready to do things you guys aren't willing to do. I like that. And what of you? And he places a hand gently and uncomfortably on Elmon's left shoulder. Oh. <laughs> Elmon feels a feeling he has not felt in a long time. Uh, actually, he's feeling the... Um, murderous rage which he just felt recently so <clears throat> it's a gamble um i'm sensing you have boundary issues <laughs> personal space a little bit a little bit um how big is this guy that's like oh got a, <laughs> got a hold of me. Uh, uh, he's not big at all um elmo's gonna do a little like like kind of like uh like um the next word out of your mouth is ninja. I'm going to poke you. No, um, like a little judo move to kind of get his arm twisted thing. and down um, and kind of like firmly but gently like basically take him, twist his arm and get him like planted down on the uh, table. Okay. You've planted him on the table. Answer your question. <laughs> and I let him go. He immediately straightens up. I give him a wink. There is danger in what we do. There is excitement and destruction, but there is also some order that must be followed. And if you plan on joining our ranks, you must learn your place. I thought you were looking for an example of what I could do. I may make an example of you. He's very good, though. You you probably would not want to uh, uh, not use him. Uh, he could be a little abrasive, but he has his talents. Such as? <sighs> Such as? I, I, like, look confused. Like, didn't I just show you? <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a good likeness of your, your image in the table there. I thought that might be enough. And you've known him for some time? Oh, well, I... In the short time I have known him. What have you seen? What have you done? Oh, he's a, he's evaded guards. He's, he's, he's unmatched in moving through the darkness. I think uh, some talents you need. We're not looking for street punks. Hardly. He's gifted. A veteran even, I would say. We're looking for people who are committed. Committed to bringing down those who are too rich, those who are too powerful, those who think they are better than the rest of us. And that's where we come in. 
And you, he says to the Steve Buscema guy sitting over there. <clears throat> yeah, what about me? <laughs> Does he have gum? <laughs> why are you here? I think the question is, why do you need me? Because I don't need you. If you don't need us, then you are in the wrong place. And he walks over and opens the door. Ah, shut that door. We can make a mutual uh, arrangement. He leaves the door open and steps uh, over (laughs) to the table, particularly towards Steve, and says, says, let me be clear. We are not here to make arrangements. We are not here to make deals. We are not here to hire thugs. We're here to find people who are committed to our cause. If you are willing to push yourselves to find new capabilities you never knew were possible, to bring down the titans of the city, then you have found the right place. But if you're interested in deals and money and showing off, now would be the time for you to leave. I certainly do not need the five of you. Why don't we have this conversation again in a year when I'm uh, your superior? How about that? Where do you see yourself in five years? (laughs) (laughs) Make a uh, persuasion roll with plus one for his skill. Uh, 14. All right. He looks around at the rest of the table. Arise stays silent. He walks over and we we haven't heard from the from the dame. <laughs> Why is she here? Oh my goodness. There's no such word as dame <laughs> in this in this fantasy world. Try that like, line again. Like funny how? Like <laughs> I make you laugh like I'm a clown, like I amuse you. <laughs> it's it's a great impression. I love it. <laughs> Skeevy Steve looks over at uh, Arise says, Why she here? Steve. She looks up. She's been trying to just be one of those students that hide in the back and don't get the teacher's attention. Uh, She looks up. I'm tired of not living my own life. I'm tired of feeling unimportant every single day. And I think from what I've heard, we can each make an impact. An impact and against sickening slavers, against corrupt politicians against rich churches. I'm all about that. Crooked Nose Guy walks back over and closes the door with a little bit of light snow wafting in as he closes it. Who among you feels you are the most worthy to be here? For I am now not sure. This is not the best group of new recruits I've ever seen before. What were you hoping for? I'm hoping for people. A bunch of wilting flowers, just, uh, you know, ready to take take direction and and not not have any um, 
views of their own. I thought that's exactly what 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 you were fighting against. I'm looking for people who can take initiative while following what we believe in. Plus seven to initiative. (laughs) (laughs) With their egos left far behind, we have no time for that. We must all pull together. Um. For here, I bring you enlightenment through destruction, through pain, through sometimes misery of others and celebration through ourselves. So, sounds very interesting. We pull together in chaos. Okay. I think there is a lack of motivation that I'm seeing and perhaps this meeting needs to come to an end. Or perhaps not. Perhaps there is someone here, someone who is truly worthy of joining our ranks. He pulls out one of his uh, knives and throws it in the middle of the table. Knifey dicey. Oh. So big guy grabs it. Okay. Big guy has a knife. Ski is going after it, but he was too, too slow. Apparently. Okay. <laughs> Come at me. Oh, you want to play, huh? Yeah, let's play. Jumps up on the table. Okay, you're on the table. One foot on each round table. (laughs) 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 The big guy goes to sweep his legs out from under him. Okay. And then, like, come down with the knife, but not stab. Just, like, close. All right, make an unarmed attack roll. You have plus four. What do I do? Uh, Nothing on your roll. Hold on, we're going to see it versus... Oh, oh natural 20. Whoa! Oh, shit. Describe exactly the situation again. <laughs> so he has the uh, the knife in his right hand, and with his left hand, he just sweeps him out. Sweeps Steve off. Brings the knife, like, down to his chest, but just pokes him. Doesn't, doesn't stab him. Oh, hey, oh, hey, hey, hey. Don't come at me again. The guy with the crooked nose. You just said come at me. <laughs> no, the other guy. Oh, yeah. The guy with the crooked nose says... Are you ready to leave your mark with us? I'm ready to leave my mark wherever you want it. Leave it, he says. Steve is shuffling out from underneath this You're dagger. currently trapped, and the guy is uh, looking at his dagger when he says, leave your mark. Hey, you need me. I can offer you, I can offer you skills and expertise. <laughs> <laughs> He uh, takes the knife, cuts open his hand. His own hand. Puts the knife back and, like, stabs it into the table. All right. Big guy has blood dripping off of his own hand, and Steve, you are... In awe. (laughs) (laughs) That is much, much more like it. Steve just rolls off the table. (laughs) If this example offends you, then again, I motion you towards the door. If this level of commitment is not where you're at, I recommend you go to the door, for we all must make sacrifices, and he holds up a hand with just three fingers. We call this the Olgrim. (laughs) 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 Arch. 
Joker winces slightly. But it does show up three fingers. <clears throat> we must all make sacrifices. Are you willing? Larisse says yes. And she uh, gets up and starts heading over towards the knife herself. And she picks it up uh, from the big guy and uh, walks back over to her side of the table and plunges it into Rill's back Ooh. for just two points of damage. Two points of piercing. She scrapes you then in the back. I can bring pain. I can I can bring chaos. I don't care who suffers, she says, not convincingly. <laughs> All right, I'll get a piece of this. <laughs> what are you going to do? She's sitting at the end of the table, and she still has a knife, and she's standing there, nervous. Call you Caesar. I know. It's like... Steve walks over to Arise. Okay, she's backing away and holding the knife out. The guy with the crooked nose is smiling at the sight of this. Uh, Steve just grabs grabs her by the wrist. And uh, she doesn't want to do that. Make a uh, make a roll at plus three. Um, I have eleven. Twenty. Oh, okay. You do so. You were able to grab her by the wrist. I, re- I I wrest the knife from the dagger from her okay. hand. Let go. Yeah, you let go. And um, while I still have her wrists in one hand and the dagger in the other, I just slice her forearm. Okay. She uh, cries out in pain and falls back amongst some uh, barrels and uh, nets. This is all very interesting, but I thought you were not playing games, which is all this is. There is no seriousness here. I doubt you even want recruits. Some game for you, but not for your um, cult. Not for the cult itself. This is laughable. You have talent across the table. You have talent here. And yet you play with knives? Make a station roll, please. Twenty-six. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess he's the guy. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> You're right. You speak words that are true. So. So then, let me tell you what you will do. You will prove yourselves then tonight. Tonight, you will meet on the Street of Stars by the well, and we will have an assignment for you, and you will get to see what we are about, and we will get to see what you are truly about. And if you cannot make it for any reason, do not bother showing up ever again or contacting us, and pray we don't try to seek you out. And he opens up the door again, snow lightly blows in, and he goes over and collects his bloodied dagger. 
from Steve. Mont stands up and goes to leave. Okay. All right, out the door. You guys are out, precariously crossing the span and are back in the streets. Meeting with, uh, or trying to catch Eris? Eris. Eris, okay. Eris, uh, as she uh, is departing. All right, you catch her. She is... Fun chums tonight. She's (laughs) wrapping her cloak around her tightly to keep out the cold, and uh, she appears to be visibly shaking. Doesn't seem to want to talk to you, but you are getting in her way to speak with her, you say? Yes. Okay. She's walking around you, but isn't racing away away from you. You did what you thought you had to do, but will you be seeing us at the well this eve? I don't know. Has it gone beyond you? I, I, I don't. I don't know. Is this another test? You seem to always know more than I do. It doesn't have to be. She stops and stares right at you. I have a feeling that you didn't hurt anyone and you impersonated this Rill and are a part of this cult. And I have a feeling that you are the man in charge. Does any of this sound about right? You are so clever. (laughs) You, I underestimated. Whether you decide to see or decide to come to the well or not, uh, I feel you will go far and I walk away. She watches you go and is scared. (laughs) Is scared of what that means. Steve walks up to Bruno. Okay. Ain't no hard feelings up there, yeah? We're good. All right, all right. Yeah, just wanted to let you know, yeah. It's Brock. Brock. Steve. (laughs) See you later. Yeah, see you tonight. In this world, Steve is a very exotic name. (laughs) He's the only one who has it. Steve? No, Steve. Steve. Puck and... Avius, you were looking for Amariel and um, going to her house. Mm-hmm. There, you have waited outside her door, and there is no answer. Aww. A peek through the windows show it is cold and quiet inside, looking f- relatively abandoned. Like as abandoned as it did before, or even more abandoned as it did before. Okay. All right. Well. We tried. Uh, I do hope we get to see her again. I, I have questions. So many, so many questions. Well, if we do what she asked us to do, we'll see her again, guaranteed. Fair, fair enough. Uh, uh, perhaps we should go check on uh, uh, Elmont and 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 Real. Uh, go save him again. Yeah, yeah let's go. Yeah, yeah. Come back. The neighborhood's on fire. <laughs> There's a dragon. <laughs> Another mechanical spider is going <laughs> There's no orange door, but there's every other color of door. Yeah. They're all orange. <laughs> it's like a burnt red, kind of a lot off amber. <laughs> all right, you guys are all together. It's 12.30, 1 o'clock. Anything special you want to do? What's your plan? It was a short meeting. <clears throat> to the point, you might say. Uh, so what did what did you discover? What how'd it go? Tell tell. 
chaos cultists are a bigger lot of fools than I first presumed. I almost agree with you. They have some plans, but we don't know what they are yet. Just one meeting after another after another. Oh, when when is the next? The next one is supposed to be in a meeting at a particular area of town, but we don't know what is entailed. We're supposed to get a job at that time. And when is it? When are you guys going? Tonight. Tonight. Where? The well. The well. There's a lot of wells. It's a big city. <laughs> it's just one well for the city. I don't know. He just said a well. <laughs> the Street of Stars. Oh, yes. I don't know where that is. <laughs> I'm not surprised. It's a big city. <laughs> There's the Avenue of Stars, <laughs> Boulevard of Stars, the Loop of Stars. It just goes in a circle. <laughs> Court of Stars, the Causeway, the Interstate of Stars. <laughs> There's a Parkway, but you don't park on it. You drive on it. It's really weird. <laughs> well, what if what if Puck and I went along little uh, beforehand? Yeah, scout it out. Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right, Puck and Avius, you guys head out early, and so maybe sunset, or are you heading out now? Uh, not now. Okay. So it's a couple hours before the darkness will hit tonight. Yeah. And you guys are out at the Street of Stars. You follow it along to its well, and that takes you to the Temple District. At this time of day, say three, four o'clock, there's plenty of activity. The streets are loaded with people coming and going. There are not a lot of homes. There are plenty of shops, but they're all strange curio shops, like shops in Sedona, Arizona, cranked up to 11 type of a thing, if you will. (laughs) Lots of crystals, lots of dream catchers, that kind of stuff. Any clockworks? Uh, there are no clockwork shops. That's great imaging for people who live in Scottsdale. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you also see, though, in this temple district, there are tons and tons of temples. So the Lothian Church is the Church of the Empire. They are the biggest church in the city with multiple uh, churches through in different districts. This one, though, this district has all the other face, and there are... Uh, like they say there's a thousand gods that you can find in this district. So there are temples to everything and anything here. There's God of money. There's the God of shadows. There's all sorts of different temples outside. You see weird, um, no haired, big bearded guys sitting on, um, blessed rugs that are chanting out their stuff. There are guys that are literally trying to hawk the religion as you're going by. Come see the meaning of the singing moon and um, trying to get your attention that way. There's nature gods. There's smells of incense of all different types just waft through. There are some not so pleasant smells from sacrifices that are made of animals. Uh, the place is just a cacophony of faith and religion. You cannot wait until Elmon shows up here. <laughs> <laughs> His mind will be blown. But again, and each temple uh, is completely unique architecture from creations across the empire. 
they, if their faith is prominently a thousand miles away, they will have that style of architecture, you know, um, like a, um, a, an early Middle Eastern style will be here. And also different styles throughout time are kind of represented here. Um, so uh, just crazy different building after building after building. Some are four or five stories tall with huge spans of wealth and influence. Others are really just small shrines that are wedged into every nook and cranny. You cross a small bridge of maybe 20, 30 feet in length, and that bridge has 14 different small shrines, seven on each side, and there's maybe someone leaving an offering here or there. So any god you can think of, you can absolutely find them here. What do you think of all this, young puck? Hmm, makes me uncomfortable. Where's this well at? I... At the end of the street, yes? No? Let's uh, go find it. And you head over there. You're by this well, and it's kind of an out-of-the-way out area uh, for this district. And you're um, next to a couple small shops. And then just around the corner is this main, uh, huge avenue, the Street of the Gods type, that has all these temples that are not too far away. I drop a silver in the well. Okay. So does Puck. Cheers to the god of the goblins. What? Do you have a god? Yeah, the god of the goblins. Very good. I wonder... kind and gentle like all goblins. Right. Yes, of course. Uh, Silly me. I wonder if there's a god of knowledge. I I would like to visit that one. There's a temple over there. You should go, go see about it. It's in neon lights. God of knowledge. God of knowledge. <laughs> Today only. <laughs> At 5 and 8 p.m. Shows on Sundays. <laughs> Live nude apostles. <laughs> prayer, prayer, prayer. <laughs> this, is, this is a weird place for a bunch of cultists to meet, unless they're planning on... Taking down some religions. Why? I mean, the finest cults come from the uh, finest religions, no? So, so that's a point. That's a good point. I would imagine they would feel quite at home here amongst all of the different uh, beliefs and faiths and values. It's quite chaotic in itself, really. Avius is waxing philosophical right now. <laughs> Um, you guys gonna try and, uh, stake out a place? Yeah. Is there a tavern or anything in this district? No, not, there's a church, though. With all the temples. <laughs> uh, not 20 near, temples, one tavern. Not nearby here. Uh, but there are, there is a shrine that you haven't seen anyone at all go nearby that has kind of a natural vibe that they have a bunch of planters with huge overgrowth that you could easily just sit in and see anyone coming and going. That seems like your kind of place there. Yeah. Let's go over there. Let's see what and this is. And there's another one that's about. nothing but old man dongs. <laughs> <laughs> you, you can blend in perfectly there. Avish just lays down. <laughs> I want to see the brochure on this. <laughs> oh, no, you don't. <laughs> Retirement community of very specialized nature. <clears throat> Lemon part. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so Avius okay. and Fuck, we go. Commune with nature. All right. It is then fast forward. We hit the W button and select four hours from 
Skyrim and go tab. forward. Oh God, I'm tab was a tab. Tab so. goes forward no. a couple hours. No, T, I think. Never mind. I don't. Anyways, know. who cares? We fast travel. The sun quickly moves across <laughs> the screen and it becomes nighttime. And Rill and Elmon, you find your way walking down the Street of the Gods, then finding the Street of Stars. You're passing by these temples. It is quieter, but you can hear different types of ceremonies going on. You hear a bunch of women singing uh, through an open courtyard area. You pass by a whole bunch of uh, guys chanting. The lights in this area are lit up in weird ways of lots of colors and a lot of magically infused lights. So they might have some a whole bunch of purple uh, lights lit up all around one temple and a bunch of uh, soft yellow ones on another one. So it's very, um, very oddly colored, but also much more subdued and quiet um, from, except for the different ceremonies you might hear in different places. Um, and still some foot traffic, not as much. Uh, and it's not just nighttime, though. I think it was midnight, right? Yes, it's dark. Yeah. So then there's not much foot traffic at all. And there's not as many ceremonies as I described. And you guys find the well. You look around and see no sign of any goblin or old man, but you do see a uh, oafish-looking guy named Brock. Yep. Brock. You see Brock is there. And I believe uh, Steve is also there. Steve, yeah. Steve is there. And then uh, Elmon and Rill, you arrive as a pair. Yes, unless you have other plans. No. And so the four of you are gathered at this well. Not a lot of people here. It's pretty dark. The stores that are next next to this well are shut down for the night. Um, you have the place all to yourself pretty much. So, uh, you two a package deal or what? We met recently. I'm just, I'm just trying to make conversation, yeah. We all met recently. Exactly. Just a little longer than most recently. In the darkness, a fellow is approaching, and it is the Crooked Nose Fellow. Oh, our friend has arrived. He carries with him uh, a couple, uh, let's see, a couple backpacks hanging off of him. He's overloaded. Um, There's another guy behind him that is carrying some buckets. And uh, and the Crooked Nose guy also has a, a staff sticking out of his back that's all wrapped up. And Puck and Elmon, you can totally see this from your... Avius. Damn it! Avius can find it from your vantage point. Um, okay. Maybe if you guys had big name tags. Hi, I'm Avius <laughs> on your shirt. <laughs> that would help me It out. wouldn't help. <laughs> it's a Have new campaign. I got to get used to your name. Yeah. <laughs> he walks up. A Reese is nowhere to be found. She is nowhere to be found. Do we, do we know the Crooked Nose fellow's name? You do not know his name. You, uh, he walks up with his associate and they drop down uh, their packs and gear and buckets. So I see most of you have shown up. That is good. That is good. We will see if you are committed tonight. I'm, com- I'm committed. 
Excellent. Here, take this. And he hands you a uh, bucket and says, the rest of you, come, gather around. And takes out a staff about five feet in length and unwraps it. It is a metal staff and around it are strange purplish metal attachments. Weird spirals or lumpy things would make it completely inefficient as any kind of uh, weapon. Uh, They would just break off easily and even hard for him to hold. He's not quite sure where to hold it. But then he extends out the staff in front of him and says, this is an item of chaos, an item that will infuse you with a the spirit we're looking for. Reach out and hold your hand. Real and Elmo are glaring at each other. <laughs> Reach out and hold out your hand and reach out and grab the staff. Brock reaches out and grabs it. All right. You see Brock's eyes close and uh, he stands there and his grass gets a little firmer on it, a little more firm. Might be as far as we go. Yes, Steve. All right. Same. All right, Brock, you release your hand and there's a little bit of a confidence that you feel now. Uh, The nerves that may have been there in the background are a little more gone and you feel a little more ready. You have uh, 2D, you have 2D6, put two six-sided dice off to the side. These can be used as chaotic inspiration for anything you want to do. Um, Just like DM inspiration, but only for chaos. And Steve, you said you're doing the same thing? Yeah. All right. Steve, some of your uh, cockiness starts to wane a little bit and you uh, feel a little bit more confident. You also get two chaos inspiration dice to use. And there are two more members, Rill and Elmon. I must go further. Take this paint, he says, handing one of the buckets to you, um, Brock. Brock. Graffiti. <laughs> okay. Okay. What color? Paint. Uh, it's black paint. And he's still holding out the staff and he looks at you, Rill, and looks at you, Elmon. Are they still holding on to it? These no, two? they have let go. They have let go. I will grasp the rod. All right. Avius <laughs> is just chomping at the bit to get down there. <laughs> Can I touch it? Can I touch it? <clears throat> Rill, you touch the rod. You see shapes <clears throat> of spirals flash through your mind, of strange stars, of a dark tunnel leading towards a big breathy sound and then it all flashes past and you feel a little bit more calm, a little bit more centered. You feel a little bit more connected with Bruno? Brock. Brock, Brock, dang it. Feel a little more connected with Brock and Steve so much so that you you will not necessarily backstab them at this very moment, but you are still totally in control of your own faculties, uh, Rill. And you have 2d6 chaotic inspiration dice for any chaotic acts you choose to take. When it comes to Elmon's turn, <clears throat> I don't I don't need to touch that thing. To you gotta steal, do this, steal, steal my resolve. You gotta do this. It's great. Everybody's I'm, doing it, man. I'm like staring at 
crooked nose guy, I am resolved. Make a make a persuasion roll. Nineteen. Oh, the target number was a very hard eighteen. <laughs> he takes the staff back. This is unusual, but we will see. And he does not have you hold it, and he wraps it up. He hands a bucket to each of you. And a paintbrush in the bucket is black paint. He says, those signs that you see in your mind, the stars, the spirals, those are signs of chaos. We want those spread. Each of those spread helps spread our message and helps let the people out there know that we are there. And chaos is always just around the corner. Spread our message and find the biggest temples you can, the nicest temples you can, and deface them with our symbols. Return and tell me where you have done this, and we will see your work. If you are caught in any way, we will never see you again. And a bucket disappears with a mad halfling okay. charging up. <laughs> All right, real skipping away with a bucket. So our way into the inner sanctum of this is through fucking graffiti. <laughs> <laughs> the rod knows all. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, Steve. Steve is down. All right. So is Brock. El- Elmon, what are you doing? <laughs> Walk away with a paint bucket, I guess. Okay. What do you and want to do, Elmon and Rill? Uh, I'm trying for uh, going for the most high-profile location. Okay. You see the biggest temple on this street. It's a um, fairly well-lit temple is the only challenge. It's got lanterns hanging from about two stories up. It's got huge uh, columns outside of it, but everything's very white and pristine, which is what's caught your eye. Okay. There's a bit of wealth behind uh, this particular temple. And you do see there is one uh, cleric of it who's not paying too much attention and is reading on the side steps of their giant marble porch. All right. I'm watching real, like, (laughs) real very closely now because he touched the rod and I didn't, so I don't, I'm not, not, I'm not exactly overwhelmed with trust at the moment. Like your normal self. (laughs) Got it. Exactly. (laughs) Oh, I, f- I feel fine. I feel great. What do you want to do, like Rill? Uh, as uh, I approach, um, <clears throat> I make kind of a a a, uh, a woofing sound with my mouth, and using prestidition twice, I extinguish both lanterns up above. Oh. All right, both of those lanterns go out. The guy reading says like what uh gets up looks at the lantern above him and that cleric then stands up closes his book and scuffles inside and inside it's like a courtyard you can hear there are some people that are having some sort of snack you can hear the 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 dinging of forks on plates (laughs) they're just maybe 15 20 feet away on the other side of this courtyard but with a big open uh a gate leading into it, but they cannot see you in any way. Okay. Excuse me. 
I follow up with yet a third prestidigitation. Okay. Uh, these are not eating up. These are cantrip level sure. type things. Uh, <clears throat> and standing in front of the building, I start making the the signs that I'm seeing, and paint just kind of whisks up out of the bucket and splotches on there and starts drawing uh, down the side of the building. Okay. And <clears throat> how long does that last? Uh, it said I can clean and soil. Uh, material, cubic Is foot. It, yeah. it doesn't say it. Uh, it says the duration's an hour, but... Um, I don't know what we can do with that. You can color, you can make a color smaller or symbol appear on an object or surface for one hour. That would be the one. That would be the one? Yeah, you can totally do that. Okay. Okay. You then make what looks to be permanent paint is actually a magic symbol that will fade in an hour. And it is of a spiral uh, shape, a circular spiral. I guess they all are. Uh, Elmon, you see this and have recognized that symbol. You've seen that on some mm. of your enemies in the past, so definitely the Chaos Cult. It's almost fun! <laughs> Our definitions of fun are different. <clears throat> and a little mark appears on your head. <laughs> <laughs> Roll for initiative. <laughs> Uh, and I go to, uh, on the lower levels of it, I try to apply the more the more permanent blackish paint. Okay. And do those. And then after applying, let's say, two more of those, like one to each column, I move to the next most high-profile temple. All right. What about uh, you, Elmon? <clears throat> that seems really stupid to me. Um, I mean, I have no particular respect for temples but I'm I don't know it's stupid graffiti in my mind um I'll I guess go kind of make some half-ass circles on uh one of the temples I suppose okay <laughs> commitments <laughs> all right uh you were doing so make a overall stealth roll for any passerbyers is that me too no just him oh, 14 just, okay you're able to do so. Someone uh, kind of sees you, but they're off in the distance. And by the time they even come near, you're long gone. And you guys are defacing some temples. Puck and uh, Avius, do you do anything? You're just monitoring? Can we still kind of see what's happening? If you, if you leave your spot, you can follow them. All right. Uh, I'm going to stay here. I'm going to watch this guy. Which if you... The, the, the hook-nosed guy. We still need to get his damn oh, name. Yeah, yeah, yeah the yeah. crooked-nosed guy and his associate are here. His associate actually uh, is now leaving, and crooked-nosed is staying behind. Yeah, Puck's going to keep an eye on him. I'm sensing Elmon's bloodlust. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> he seems to be by himself. Maybe we can go interact a little bit. Uh, I, don't, I, I, I don't think that's a good idea. Because we don't know when the rest are coming back, and we don't know what. I mean, Elmon's the only one that we can trust right now. All the rest of them, like, did that weird thing with that uh, staff. Well, I can tell you all about what that is another time, Puck. Uh, <laughs> Why don't you go check on Elmon and Rill? I'll stay here. Mm. Beast. Careful though, don't don't go about your usual nonsense. <laughs> um, yes, I might I might do that. Uh, Leave the hook nose guy alone though. He's he's most likely dangerous and 
He'll have backup. Eh, that's, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, can I see where the other, the backup guy went? Uh, no, he left during your discussion. Okay. He went out into the main street. All right. Yes, I'll go see if I can, uh, uh, see what Elmon and Enriel are up to. I'll check back with you soon. Okay, good luck. You, Avius, find Elmon next to some alleyway, haphazardly making some random paint drawings, uh, and he's not even looking at what he's doing. He's drawing Stick dicks. figures. Yeah. <laughs> it's a picture of some rickety old man getting beaten by an ogre or something like that. <laughs> That's all you see. Okay. I, I'm, I'm not going to go You're not gonna interact close with enough. Okay. No, no. All right. Some time goes by, and you guys are out of paint and have not been caught. I return back to the the, the crooked nose guy. All right, you're back at the well. Avius, you have followed them back there. You're no longer in the sweet position, but you're at the intersection out on the main street. Um, the crooked nose guy is there. The uh, Puck, you have seen the larger guy and the more skeevier guy. Uh, Brock and Steve, they have returned and uh, spoke with the Crooked Nose guy earlier, and he walked out into the street with them, and then he came back a little bit later without. Now it's about maybe 20 minutes later, and then you see Rill and Elmon show up. And Rill tosses down the bucket. So we've defaced holy temples? Each mark out there is what we want. Each thing that, each mark that is seen by the citizens of this city adds to the chaos. And I have found your highest temples and I have put the marks up there. Show me. And I... All right. Lead him out there. You walk him out there to the temple and you take him to that temple and show him high, high marks and hope this conversation ends soon because your hour is about to expire. <laughs> now we'll look at the next one. <laughs> uh, he looks, there's a, uh, like half a dozen clerics of that temple are all talking to each other. They're all outside pointing. They're very upset at the, uh, at the defacing. Uh, there's some spells that are being cast to try and clean things up. They're very not happy. Crooked Nose Guy says, uh, that is good work. How did you get, oh, that is, that is good. Good. Excellent. Then, I see the two of you are here. Take this. And he hands you some rope. Says, come with me. And he walks you further down the street. Puck, they have totally left your spot. Oh, I'm shadowing them. Okay. Yeah. You are shadowing them and find a wizard is also shadowing them in front of you who has no idea. You're right behind him. Steph. Oh, I know. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Rill and Elmon, you are taken down the street and arrive at another big temple. This one is circular in nature and goes up five stories tall. And both of you can make a religion roll. A challenging religion roll. 16 for me. No. I'm unfamiliar. Seven. You know that you've uh, heard of, you've seen their symbols before, Elmon, and this is 
the Watchers of the Sky. Okay. Your new friend, Crooked Nose. Before this night is through, let us make a lasting impression. Here, these people worship the stars. They focus on what is called astronomy. (laughs) (laughs) Elmon winces at the magical word. (laughs) They have a contraption here that lets them see far away into the night sky. You can just see it from here. And he points in between the trees, six stories up. You can see what is the end of a massive telescope that they have. This is an observatory of faith. Observatory. (laughs) (laughs) He says, take this and hand you a grappling hook and do what is necessary to destroy the glass at the end of that mechanical device. And he steps back and sits down on a bench not too far away. Kind of give a quick huff and disappear again with this thing. All right. I hope this ends soon. We can just kill him. And we gain nothing. A dead cultist, I would say, would be something. In the short term. But we want to go deeper in the ranks, and if we have to tolerate this fool, then we should do it. Don't you think? I'm on the fence. Well, on the fence is good enough for me to continue for now. Will you follow me? Yes. And, okay. And in, in, I guess in? No, up. Up the... Find a dark alley or section of this massive structure. All right. They have a nice garden all the way around their big circular temple that is fairly dark. And uh, you can try to do something there. What are you going to try and do? How, uh, what seems assailable here? Uh, The, you could try climbing. The grappling hook will help, but you got to get it up there. And it's also six stories up there. Give that to stories. Me. And I'll take the grappling hook. Okay. Well, if he gives it, he'll give it to me. You be sure. Chaotically yeah. take it. <laughs> but he is. An extra 2d6 of chaos <laughs> against me. What do you do, Elma? Uh, I am going to toss the grappling hook up 60 feet. And okay. Try and hook it to the opening where the telescope's sticking. All right. You whirl and whirl, whirl, whirl. Make an athletics roll. You throw it up high into the night sky. Nine. With a nine, it clatters well short, and both of you quickly scatter as it hits the ground. Here, take this. (laughs) (laughs) Hold, 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 hold. Ah! You can hear a opening of the front door a few moments later. Uh, We're going to have to move. Someone will be here soon. And find a new space somewhere around the building. Okay. Uh, Actually, you you said, I try to go alongside the side of the building so I can peek and see who's coming out and where they're going. Okay. I do that. You spot a 
a priest who is armed with a sword at his side and some night clothes, uh, who's kind of looking out both sides of the door, gives a weird little look at this creepy, sneaky little goblin walking down the main street. <laughs> and then uh, goes around the other side of this circular building, seeing what that noise was, the wrong side. And he happened to leave the door open? The door is currently ajar. Oh, that's convenient. We don't need this. If there's not any more in there. And uh, I'll peek in the front door there and see what I see. Peek in the front door, you see uh, this place has lots of orange stone, uh, pale orange stone. You see there's an entrance. There's a section for shoes and coats. And you can hear a strange sound inside you cannot quite identify. Uh, Looking, does there appear to be a way up? Stairs? You, you can't see it. What you can see ahead is a wall, and it looks like a T intersection, maybe 20 feet ahead. Oh, I see, I see. And from the outside, was it without the grappling hook, Do do does Elmont feel like he could get up the, scale up the side? It would be challenging without it, but not impossible. Not okay. the hardest thing you've climbed, but definitely challenging. I see we go in and sneak up. Okay. Let's go. All right, Puck and... Avius, you do see your two friends slip inside this temple with still holding a rope and grappling hook. No. Uh, I'm going to toss that. Yeah, put that in a... In All right, you just toss it. Bush. It accidentally flies 60 feet up and hooks on perfect. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's... I'm still going up the stairs. <laughs> Puck's keeping an eye on uh, the crooked nose okay. fella. He, the, his friends can take care of themselves All most right. likely. Um... Avius, ah, I guess Avius doesn't want to just like be buddy buddy with Puck. That looks too, you know, conspicuous in Racist. the middle of the night. Might look like we're up to no good together. <laughs> so uh, well, we weren't, weren't really put on a together. Show. We had kind of separated. <laughs> okay, so. all right then. Avius is just wandering. Okay. He's just. Maybe he's looking for cans, you know, like with his pushing his grocery cart down the, the okay. street, looking for cans <laughs> outside the churches and temples. Rattling as you go along. <laughs> Puck and Elmon, you are inside the... Rill and Elmon. Dang it! Rill and Elmon, you are inside... <laughs> Need an inspiration each time he does that. Not confusing the listeners at all. Rill and Elmon, you are inside, and uh, you can go left where there is a small metal door uh, that is red in color. You can also go right, which is uh, goes into a chamber of some sort that is open. The sound is also odd um, and is coming from that opening to the chamber. Does the sound have a mechanical nature to it? It's an odd lush type sound. Make a lush. <laughs> it's lush. It's it's damn it, volume voluminous. voluminous. I will never learn words in this fossil or rapier or. <laughs> um. Yeah. So it's uh. Yeah. Make a, a perception roll. Perception. Ooh. Uh. Seven. Seven. Lush. Sounds <laughs> lush. You have no idea. It's an odd. Odd sound. Since I failed the roll, now I have to look. <laughs> so into the opening I go. All right. The bard can't recognize the music. Can't. No. Uh, 
Da, 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 da. No, I can't get that. <laughs> Puck, you uh, head into this chamber. Dang it! Will! Should I change my name? No, you're just, it's two small characters. My mind is blending them tonight for some reason. Rill, you head into this chamber. evening. (laughs) Uh, You head into this chamber and stop as you are at the top of just about six steps of, so you're a little bit up high in this room. You're at the top of six steps and in this giant room that fills the entire space of this floor of this building is a huge table, uh, say, 50 by 50 foot table with tons and tons and tons and tons of chairs all along the sides with a ton of uh, men and women uh, scribbling furiously with inks and quills. They are drawing out crazy shapes of a massive, huge celestial map that is spread across this. There are some that are leaning over. There are others that are uh, that have walked on and are crawling onto it and doing sections in the middle. There's even mm. some guy that's doing some strange Da Vinci type thing of just being suspended on ropes on a board and has moved into position so he can draw stuff. And they're all doing this fervent drawing. And the sound you hear is just like 50 or 60 quills and inks and dippings and mo- and they're, they don't say anything at all, and the sound comes to a complete stop as they all turn at your arrival, interrupting this n- knowledge and interrupting this almost meditative religious process for them, and they this, all stop. This was a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> Just You can't take on a bunch of scientists? <laughs> they all stop and look at this halfling standing there. Oh, I am sorry to disturb you. Please return to your work, and I bow and step my way back out. They, you do not hear the sound of them continuing. <laughs> Elmon, you were trying to follow him, and he immediately says that and turns right back into you. I will back up. Okay. Turn around, start walking the other way. We, we may need the door. <laughs> and head towards the door. Okay. Uh, you check the door. The door is currently locked. No, like, I, I th- oh. Oh, I, I did mean the door that he's referring to. Oh, okay. okay. I thought we were leaving. But, <laughs> all right. Leaving's an option. You mm-hmm. can do that. Door's locked. How can we get this open? Can you open this? Yes. If I it wonders with the vault. Look, look, look behind me. See if we have like 60 scientists staring at us. You hear some footsteps. You believe they're approaching. So you can make a quick disadvantaged lock picking roll, or you can make a normal roll taking your time, and they may very well be here and see you. Make a decision quickly. You were making a roll either way, yes? Yeah, I okay. guess so. So uh, while he's doing that, I said, this reminds me of a funny story. <laughs> the Heated Thief. Have you ever heard it? It goes like this. And I give him a inspiration. Bardic inspiration die. All right. So I guess that'll go with my disadvantage. I can hold off on this, right? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Uh, bef- so doing- but before he makes a final right. decision. So I'm doing the disadvantage. Quickly. Yes. Breaking out the thieves' tools. Quickly kneeling down and trying to lock. I'll go ahead and roll this. Uh, do I get sleight of hand, dexterity? Nope. Nothing. Nope. Uh, we're doing dexterity. That is correct. 17. Right. 17. 
You quickly start jimmying in there. Uh, look at the door, not the Best cleric. Look ever. at the door. I love this plant. And uh, with a little bit of inspiration and some Let's skill, just go inside. He said. <laughs> and a You're lot countering of countering my bardic and a lot of bitching. <laughs> There's a click and the door opens up and you guys are inside and close the door. And lock it behind us. You lock it and you hear footsteps outside and so I don't know, let's look outside. And they check the door and it is locked and they do not unlock it. Okay. There are stairs here that you ascend. Oh yes. Stealthily. They uh, spiral around slightly and make a stealth roll, both of you. Just one of you really needs to make it. Natural 20. We'll take the highest. <laughs> I rolled really well. There is a guy that you are approaching. He did get a natural. Who okay. is incredibly observant. That's his job. As you are arriving at the base of a monstrous telescope. The observant man in the observatory. Yes. Yes. He is at the bottom. He is looking through a curved piece that his eye can fit and look at. He's taking some notes and writing down some uh, numbers of coordinates and that kind of stuff. It's very, very quiet in there. And he's, again, completely observant still of everything and is oblivious to you as you approach. You're coming up some steps and are arriving. The room is very well lit just in the middle section of it. There's a whole ring of darkness all around. There's huge support structures of metal that are supporting this massive telescope that extends again, like four or five stories up where there's a huge opening uh, in the ceiling and it sticks out maybe 10 feet out into the night sky. There are, um, and then he turns off the lights in his area. So he's got to dim again and he can look again. And then there's also some machinery and cables that go all the way up that control the door, that can close the door and possibly move the telescope itself. Does it appear there's a way to get to the end of the telescope, whether by stairs or whatnot? You don't see anything like that. Actually, I'll give you a chance. Make a perception roll. Perception. No. Nope. All right. There are no stairs. <clears throat> Can you put him to sleep? I might. I might also accidentally put other people to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> the weakest ones below start dropping. <laughs> Tired scientists, everyone. Sleep only lasts a minute. I can distract him. If we can work fast. Sleep is an option, but... Other ways to put people to sleep. <laughs> Says Brock lovingly from the street below. How are you going to distract him? Uh, and as he says that, I I kind of massage my fingers together and uh, a few steel balls from transmutation appear in my hand. I can make a lot of noise with these. It wouldn't distract him for very long, but we might be able to move. So you're uh, prestidigitating an object? Uh, prestidigitating, yes. That will last until the end of your next turn. It only lasts 12 seconds. Which should be enough to make okay. a hell of a lot of noise. Okay. okay. And I toss the little steel balls into the, uh, the stairs below. Okay. To make a bunch of clattering and whatnot. All right. He instantly stops and turns on his light, again, lighting up the middle section of this circular room uh, fairly brightly. And he uh, puts 
takes some glasses off his brow and closes his book and uh, walks over there. Is someone there? Does Elmont see an opportunity at that point to, like, I don't know, I, I don't know if I can scale the telescope or at least move further away. You, What do you want to do? I want to move along the ring of shadow. Okay. Uh, looking for an easy way up to the top of the telescope where I can, I guess, damage this glass. You can absolutely move along the ring and you will have to make another stealth roll, this time with advantage. Uh, 24. Okay, you're very silent. And, uh, but there is no such thing as an easy way. You gotta tell me how you want to get up there if you're trying to get up. I guess the hard way then? I don't know. What way do you want to do? Um, I mean, I imagine there's gears and, like, I imagine this telescope's not just a, the exterior of it's not a smooth surface. So I will. Got big bands on it. Yeah, so I'm gonna, I, I guess it does. The guy's distracted. He's now going down the small stairs towards okay. the locked door. So as soon as that in. happens, as Elmon starts scaling up the telescope. All right, telescope. you dash into the light and start climbing up this telescope. Did you imagine you'd be doing that this <laughs> night? <laughs> and Elmon, you are scaling it, and uh, it's at an angle, and with such protrusions, you don't even need to make a roll. You're okay. making it up easily. Real? Uh, Rill would like to uh, gather Just keep the... throwing imaginary ball bearings down there. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> that looked like pieces of the telescope just to freak yeah. him out. How delightful. Uh, speaking of which, the tome that he's on, I, I pack up and take with me. Oh! Do you have any idea how much work? All right. All right. Chaos. Chaos. <laughs> <laughs> Thump. All right, you have taken the book. Uh, and uh, I, too, begin assailing the outside of the... Uh, the do you the have a backpack telescope. or something? Uh, I do. Yes. Did, and you brought it with you on this escapade? <laughs> oh, my backpack? No, no, no. Okay, then you will have to make a climbing roll one-handed as you are holding a big tome in your hand. Uh, I do still have my bag. Uh, my other bag. What's your other bag? Oh, you that bag. Can that... Can that work? You sure can. Okay. So, okay. yeah, so I, I tuck that away and start climbing up this uh, telescope. All right. What bag are you talking about? That's being character later. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You are climbing. You do not need to make a roll. And you, uh, it just it just gets nervous as you get higher and higher. And even more nervous, you're halfway up when you just hear, huh, stupid, huh? The guy comes back up the stairs and walks through, and each step he takes is loud on the little marbled floor, walks into the light, and heads back over to continue his work. (laughs) Anybody looks through the telescope again? (laughs) He just sees Elmon's balls as he's shifting in the right spot. (laughs) I need to make a note of this. Should, should I make the that Uranus joke? <laughs> celestial object. Uh, he goes, and you hear just the little sc- scooting and screeching of wooden uh, <laughs> chairs on the floor as he adjusts and gets set. Um, Elmon, you're at the top. Riff, you're looking... Real. Riff. Riff. Real. Oh, boy. Man, I'm all Riff. over it. <laughs> Real. You're looking down and see... Uh, he then puts his eye down and starts looking... 
And then he grabs his quill and dips it in the ink. And then he goes over to make a mark. And his book is not there. He looks around. He starts scratching his chin. He looks around again. He dips it in the ink again and tries to repeat the process and something is not working right. Elmon, you are at the top. You have arrived there. You are now outside the building about 10 feet. There are some big, tall trees around you. There's a cold wind blowing, thankfully no snow right now. And you are uh, clinging to the end of a telescope. Uh, And the glass here at the end of it. Yes. Um, how thick does it seem? Uh, pretty thick. Is there, is it secured by, like, what's it secured by? There are some bolt-type things there. Um. Does the guy just sit there and suddenly have his book just fall onto the (laughs) ground right next to (laughs) (laughs) him? Sorry, Elmon. Um, it is real pretty much like I, I'm, I'm gonna. Real is totally distracted right now. Okay. Questioning his own decisions. Uh huh. Yep. <laughs> um. Did we add kleptomania to his background? <laughs> I'm gonna wait because I need real to not be in the danger zone. Okay. For when I break this glass right into the danger zone real you are still looking down you see the guy is now frantic looking left looking right looking underneath his bag he's looking into the darkness he uh starts lighting up more lights the entire bottom section now there is no longer a ring of shadows is all lit up but up above it's dark you guys make are still a little covered. rock warbler uh whistle trying to get real's attention to like get him up here uh and uh, i i scramble up towards the top you there. scramble up he uh leaves <clears throat> and uh is looking down the stairs and heading down the stairs as soon as that happens elmon will take the pommel of his dagger and uh smack the glass okay uh the the whatever it is you're uh, smacking you're trying to just pierce the glass with your dagger the pommel yeah oh the pommel like like i figured that would be more likely to actually break the glass than the the tip all right make a strength roll i feel like i would just hurt myself the other way just the other way you know can i can i viciously mock the glass (laughs) you cannot viciously (laughs) mock the glass uh 17. 17. you make a big hit and you can see you have already made a crack in it a small crack um, on your side, and we'll just take more time if you want to continue. Uh, yeah, I'll make another smash out. All right, you hear the door unlock down below because you can hear him calling out, something's not right. And you can make another okay. strength roll. My second one. And Real, then you're right and behind then him. Uh, 13. 13. Um, didn't make as much progress, but some. I don't know. Maybe uh, magic. I'm trying to uh, look and... And is this a, a domed structure up at the top? Yes. Uh, d- does it seem like we could get to a part of that dome where we could get off and slide down to a portion of the building? Uh, it's a Where you're at is a tight dome only of one story at the top. So you would just drop maybe 10 feet and still be five stories, four stories up. Okay. All right. Good. 
Uh, so I'm, I'm gearing myself into a position where I'm getting ready to jump now that I've seen he's made some progress cracking. Okay, glass. make another uh, strength roll. Six. Six. It's getting harder. <laughs> it's, it's healing it's back healing. up. <laughs> it's like diamond. No, now, hurry. You hear from below. Um, you can make another. Okay, one more and I'm done. Okay. Regardless of result. Uh, I wish that was oh. good. I know. Uh, fuck, six. Six. And then I'm out. And then okay. I drop down. You, uh, what does drop down mean? Uh, drop down the 10 feet. Okay. You leap off of the extended part that's outside the building. You leap onto the dome side. You hit it and slide down several feet and catch the edge. You're now about four and a half stories up. Okay. Real, you're doing the same? I do the same. Okay. And then you said there were like trees and stuff around? Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, um, Some interesting <laughs> uh, trees you have uh, never seen before, Rill. Um, Elmon, you have since you've traveled a lot in wilderness and that, but certainly not native here that they've put here for their amusement. Anything I should know about No, 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 trees? nothing unusual. Just, okay. just an odd. Are these like grasping trees <laughs> They have tongues. Yeah. <laughs> They're ants. Yeah. <laughs> just unusual ones. Uh, certainly didn't plan to be robbed through them or what have you. Uh, okay, so you're going to try to go down these trees. Yes. Does that seem like the easiest way down? Uh, I do it anyway. Okay. <laughs> I'll give him about a Come five, on. A five second. Come <laughs> on. Right go on. There are thorns. <laughs> Real, you gear up like an, uh, uh, an, an, an angry cat with your hind legs up behind you, and then you propel yourself through the night air. <laughs> and sail across with a crooked nose guy sitting on a bench watching in surprise, <laughs> an old wizard across the street holding some rusty cans watching in surprise, <laughs> and a goblin who's been passing back and forth like 20 times. Did also, the whole city just stop yeah, and just everyone, stay? <laughs> everyone's it's like, like e. what? Yeah, in like the moon, in the moon. <laughs> Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> and you need to make a, I'm going to leave it up to you, an athletics or acrobatics roll, please. Oh, well, I think. Are either of these your forte? Uh, acrobatics would be way better. All right. <laughs> make a roll and best of luck. Best of luck. Is a 15 all said and done? All right. A 15. You f fly through the air. You Chaos? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you can add chaos. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, that's The chaos. rule says you can only do one, but it is chaos. You can roll both. <laughs> you can roll both dice if you want. This is enough for me. All right. Chaos. 15. 16. It's chaos. Screw chaos. <laughs> it becomes a chaos. negative. Actually, one equals six. Yes. <clears throat> one equals pi. From, from where Puck's at, uh, can you see Avius? Yes. Can you get... Well, you're about I'm making noise. You're about twenty feet away, and there's about four other people walking down the street. Okay, never mind. Okay, real, you hit the tree just where you wanted, but that branch gives way, and you <laughs> fall, and you hit, and you hit, and you finally come to a stop, maybe twenty feet down, and you enjoy six. You enjoy correction seven points of branch damage. <laughs> And Elmon, you can hear multiple people are now uh, down uh, about below you. You can see people. There's about maybe six people moving around. Did, uh, did Avius perceive any of this? 
you do. You saw the uh, bard go flying through, and you think you can see an elf also perched at the top of this building. Um, for something. I mean, taking a look at both <laughs> avenues down, down, either climbing down the dome, mm-hmm. I, is like, do I see handholds? Do I see lots of, you know, I mean, is it is it pretty smooth? It's pretty smooth, but it's got these weird tight ridges that you might be able to wedge your hands in like a rock climber. But it's going to be pretty slow. Uh, yeah. All right. So off off to the tree I go. Okay. And Elmon's flying through. Did you have something, Avius? <clears throat> um... You seem like you had something. I might have had something. Mm-hmm. How far away am I? You are maybe 80 feet away. I don't have nothing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Elma. But I'm heading that direction. All right, Elmon, you may make an athletics or acrobatics roll. Eh, it's I have something to do the moment. Six one in. way, half dozen the other. So, okay. well, four one way, four the other, technically. Uh, 17. 17 is not bad. You <laughs> take five points of branch damage and 20 necrotic. No, uh, <laughs> wrong tree! <laughs> uh, you hit, you hit awkwardly, you um, fall down, you see um, Rill has taken the brunt of it, like Rambo first blood uh, with cutting his leg. And both of you are halfway up this tree and are now scrambling down quickly. Yep. You reach the bottom. Puck, you said you were closing in on that scene? No, 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 no. I was going to see if I could uh, um, get Avius's attention, but if there was a bunch of other people around. So I'm just trying to stay in the shadows and kind of uh, watch our uh, uh, crooked nose. Okay. Friend. You watch him. He has been standing up watching these guys leap out of the, uh, uh, out of the observatory. You, Rill and Elmon, reach the bottom. And go up to the crooked nose guy, and we're like, we gotta go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. And and just keep on like at you like walk up to him. Be like, let's go. Let's go. Okay. Just keep on walking. We I I don't even stop. <clears throat> he follows you for a bit and then leads you off to another darkened area back towards the well. I saw what you did. That was good work. Good work. How did it feel? It was wonderful. Exhilarating. (laughs) (laughs) The more somber he is, the more energized he is. Could you feel a sense of... A sense of being there? A sense of purpose? To a degree, but more could be done. It's very chaotic. I like this. I roll. (laughs) You've done very well. I heard the break of the glass from down below. That is a very expensive replacement, I would imagine. Yes, indeed. You've proven yourselves. You know the orange door. Meet me down below it in two days' time, early morning, just after the sun rises. I have something just up your alley. You've done well. Emma nods and just walks away. All right. What's what's Steve been up to? Uh, Steve is <laughs> he completed his paintings and was excused earlier. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Steve is not the hero of the story. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm just he might he might come back. He might. he might come back. Yeah. All right. What would you guys like to do? You've got uh, a full day of no duties. 
Anything you want to do? Uh, you want to work on your sword, yeah? Yeah, 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 for sure. Okay. Uh, through some uh, courier activities, I uh, I make sure the book finds its way back to the, uh, <laughs> okay. the observatory. Is there some sort of note or packaging or anything special, or is it just the book? <clears throat> uh, the book will go back with a uh, with a note, and that note will read, uh, "Keep as watchful eye on this as you do the skies," and send right. it on its way. That'll cost you one silver. Oh, I don't do it then. Throw the book in the fire. (laughs) All right, Puck, you are working on the sword, trying to get the gem of minor healing embedded within it. Yep. All right. And yes, Elmon has something to do as well then. Uh, Puck, make an arcana roll, please. Also, is it Tuesday? Uh, It will be tomorrow. (laughs) Okay. A 14. A 14. You've completed half of the work. After spending hours and hours and hours today, you've completed half the work, and you feel like this has a chance of success. Very good. Uh, Elmon. Elmon is going out to um, kind of that, the whatever the shadier part of town was where, where the orange door is. Okay. And just... Not exactly passively, but not like he's trying to get in, uh, try and find either Brock or um, Steve or Crooked Nose Guy. He's basically <laughs> scouting to see if he can <clears throat> find out who these people actually are. So. Okay. So you're spending the day scouting the place. Yeah. Trying to find, trying to like see their movement, also kind of trying to figure out. Who's going, like, if anybody else is going in and out the orange door, um, what's going on downstairs, um, like, but not staying just in that area. He's also, like, scouting around <clears throat> looking for Brock, Steve, Crooked Nose Guy, or the other guy that um, uh, we saw that brought the the the, the paint. Um, just trying to get uh, <clears throat> eyes on his av- adversaries. Can Avius give Puck a hand? You want to spend the day assisting him? Uh, you may make an Arcana roll, and it will help him on his last roll the next time he does it, if you make a good good result. 18. Okay. Oh, wait. 24. 24. Puck, you will have advantage on your last eight-hour work shift um, to nice. en- enchant the sword. Olgrim's sword. Elmon, you have finished your day of staking out this place. No one has gone in or out of that door at all. Yep. Um, very few people have. Uh, it's a bakery of some sort that it's over, and just a few people have gone in and out, but you've not seen anyone cross the catwalk, no one go in. You've not seen anyone you've identified as a cultist go in. Okay. I'll head back to Middlehawks then. Okay. Um, you guys rest, and then the next morning you're heading out. <laughs> okay. Um, I know what Rill and where Rill and Elmon will be. What about Puck and Avius? Are you still just watching them? Um, what's, what's happening? What's, well, uh, what's next? <clears throat> well, I imagine probably some more petty vandalism mm-hmm. if, uh, if the pattern holds. <clears throat> we'll be delivering stuff. <laughs> Who's a, who's a, an upgrade? Who's the cultist you're working with? Do we? What do we know about him? As I was telling Amon, the more mundane these tests may seem, 
over time, hopefully we get to the more significant ones and meet more important individuals. And what if we get to a point where they're asking us to just kill some random person? What then? Then we decide. Yeah. We still have one chaos die. <laughs> <laughs> Evens you live. <laughs> okay. And we'll stop there for tonight.